Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animals, vegetables, and minerals, welcome to another episode of the Completely Mental Misadventures of a Thrift Store. I am Matt Lehman, the owner of Finders Thrift and Vinyl in La Quinta, California, where most of our tales are produced and warehoused. As always, to my right, your left, is the lead to my Zeppelin, the pearl to my jam, the pinky to my brain, Frankie Ramirez. Hello, what's up, everyone? <laughs> and one more time, to my left, your right, is Jose Ramirez, who is regaling us with his stories of owning a donation thrift store, which is completely new to this podcast. I don't normally do donations. So we where we left off was... He's about to tell us the best things that have been donated to him, and I will throw some of the best things I have found or been donated to me. Jose, take it away. Yeah, nice. Well, that was absolutely the past um, episode was, you want to say the worst nightmare, but I, I, I don't know, because I have several more well, that's a Nightmares. tease. Let, it's let's, a tease. Let's call it a tease. There are many, right. many more stories to, to come forward. It's, it's uh, unfortunately, um, you know, the best. You know, we've had some wonderful, wonderful people. Very supportive, very generous. Uh, you know, that, you know, would walk into the store and ask us, you know, what is the nature of your nonprofit organization? And, you know, after seeing my before and after pictures and... And showing them what we were doing with um, with with families and with kids, uh, child obesity, and just stories that we had. And, and as again, not to interrupt yeah. you, but I'm going to interrupt you because it's my podcast. Uh, of course, by all means. I didn't recognize you after you came in and lost the weight. Like you came in and were like, "Hey, how's it going?" And and the voice triggered me, and I was like. I know that voice. And then I, I kind of did the RCA dog side look at you. I was like, holy cow. I know you were. Yeah. And I also, recon- it, 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 I also recognized Gabby more than anything. And I was like, huh, did she, did she dump that fat bastard? In- <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. But I, yeah. I recognized her and, yeah. and, and then looked back at you and said, wow, what, what transformation. What is yeah. a huge yeah, transformation. Yeah. And, you're still available to do that uh, yeah, for, for the sure. coaching. So uh, by all means, if anybody's interested in, in, in learning how to lose weight, and mostly what you do is teach people how to kind of curb what they're doing and, and change your habit. Change your habits is, is, is huge. That's, that's what it really comes down to is changing your habits. You know? You're telling me that eating McDonald's four times a day uh, is not a good idea? No, it's not. It's not a good idea. I wash it down with Diet Coke, though. No, not even worse. Yeah. What? Is <laughs> no, not even worse. But, you know, it's not such a good idea. The problem is that unhealthy lifestyle produces an unhealthy health. Uh, yeah. So, you know, basically our focus was that. And uh, a lot of people that would enter our coaching, uh, they would come to our nonprofit seeking either for diet pills or a fast, a quick fix. Yeah, everybody wants a quick fix. I mean, this is, this is the, that's the society we live in. Quick, yeah. fast food, uh, fast solutions, and, and unfortunately, yeah. they want the fast. I want to lose 100 pounds in two days. And, and a lot of them, you know, with the wrong motivations, I mean, they want to lose they want to get bikini ready, or they want to lose weight for the party, for the quinceanera, for the wedding, revenge, or because, revenge. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, just so many, so many things, you know. 
So, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, we would take everybody in, and then, you know, we started doing questionnaires and started asking people, what is your real motivation behind this? And um, when we gave them, give them the breakdown of what it was, a lot of them would just be disappointed. They were like, oh, <laughs> some people, some outrageous, uh, some people, one day, one day, somebody walked in and after I told them, I explained everything, the program, how it worked and about changing habits and eating healthy, cooking healthy and all that stuff. Uh, the person was like, this is too hard. Can you hypnotize me? <laughs> wow. You're like, yeah, that's my third job. Yeah, <laughs> my third job. I was like, right I was, after that, I'll read your tarot cards. I, 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 I thought the person was joking. And I was going to start laughing, but then, you know, that awkward moment when the person kind of, you look at the person waiting for that reaction, and <laughs> they have still eyes, and they have kind of like a tear starting to well up, yeah. and, it's, and it's unfortunate, and they they're have, looking for that quickness. And I was like, ah, 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 ah. you're serious. I think yeah, that- I heard somebody, I heard somebody that does life coaching, and they also do, um... Hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy. And can, do you do that? Can you hypnotize me? No, no I can't do that. Yeah, I just got my credentials online. You're right. <laughs> I think the biggest problem with that is, is, and unfortunately that's a big indicator of, of our society, is, is that everybody wants a quick fix for a problem that took them years to develop. That's nobody got fat overnight. Exactly. Nobody, nobody got... Uh, it became an alcoholic overnight. That's right. So if you want to solve those problems, you have to put the work in to reverse the effects of it. That's and, exactly and unfortunately, true. all of those quick fix diets and everything that you're you're doing, I, I learned that pretty quickly because I mean I'm 45 and I started putting on a little extra weight, but I also kind of realized that prior to opening a thrift store and, and doing what I'm doing, I was bartending. And 45. You believe that, Frankie? 45. Put on a little extra weight. Mm-hmm. Your well, beard? Well, <laughs> dude, I, I've got, I've, I've gotten a little chunky in the midsection. Yeah, a little, uh, some love handles. Most, <laughs> and most of that is, most of that is beard, and I understand that. But I also understand that prior to opening a thrift store, I was a bartender and and worked in restaurants. I moved all day long. I, I probably Were walked. You a bartender or a pole dancer? That's none of your business. <laughs> I said early twenties. But I moved all day long, and as a thrift store owner, I mostly sit on a couch and do research. Yeah, uh, with I sit Always on a couch doing Chelsea, research. and I'm doing, yeah. doing research and trying all to figure time. out stuff that I'm doing uh, that I found. Uh, and I realized that my lifestyle changed quite a bit, and, mm-hmm. and having it changed that is that I've started putting on extra weight. But it's also because I'm I'm getting older, and, and my of course metabolism has slowed down. But so. We've gone way astray on the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to that, if anybody has any interest, uh, questions, and, and, and I, I saw some of the people that, that stuck with Jose, and they did a very good job um, of, of losing weight. So it, it, it works great. If, if you're interested, contact him through Art925 in Old Town La Quinta. You can find him also through finderstrip.com. If you have any questions, you can, you can uh, contact me. And I will, I will get you in touch with him. But back to what we are here for, best thing or things or things that come to the top of your mind that you have either donated, that have been donated to you or have come across your 
uh, shop counter, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, you know, some people that would walk in and they would kind of, you know, uh, scan to see if they were donating to a worthy organization, mm-hmm. you know, sure. and, and, and that's, that's perfectly okay. So after sharing our story and seeing the, after the before and after pictures and seeing the testimonies of the people that we've helped and the, the families that we were helping, you know, they would turn around and be extremely generous. So we would receive some, you know, amazing, amazing donations. Right. So, um, it, it's, it's, it's hard to, to kind of, um, you know, <laughs> say, but there was a lot of just general, just generous individuals, you know, like one time this one guy who walked in and he brought all the stuff. He didn't even ask me to go pick it up. He brought it to the shop and he brought in like three truckloads of wow. the stuff that, you know, his, his mother had just recently passed away. And he brought in just amazing, amazing so art donation. Pieces. Art, art pieces. pieces. Yeah. Some art pieces, some vintage clothing, jewelry. Um, just just incredible stuff. Just really nice stuff. And, and, and then, you know, he brought it in. And he was totally knowledgeable of what he was bringing in. He knew the price and the value of the stuff. And he was just giving it away. Just with, you he know. was because I saw that, and you, we pulled it up online, and I was like, "Dude, that's like a two thousand dollar painting. That's a exactly. four thousand dollar painting." He's like, and, and, and he knew, knew so. and he knew that's that was you know. It's like sometimes people walk in with the you know stuff that you know from their family or relative that passed away, and they have no idea what it's worth, and they just want to get it out of their house because it's clutter or because it's you know picking up dust or whatever. They have no idea what it is, and they just dump it somewhere. No, this individual knew exactly what it was because he would tell me, would tell me this art piece was, you know, this is the author, this is he's, this is his name, and this is how much it's worth, and you should try to sell it for this much. So that was that was amazing. Yeah. That was a, a very very, and everything was clean. <laughs> That's always the best. Is when everything's clean. You're like, yeah. Not only was it clean, it was categorized. Wow. I cannot believe it. Everything was categorized. And there was, there was things that had the date, <laughs> the date when it was purchased, where it was purchased, and the estimated value. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. It is. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the best things that I have come across. Um, I have one that you should have <laughs> wanted but you no. told me no, no, and then it went next door to Jose. <laughs> and then true. you came and saw what it was, and you're like, well, why didn't you take a picture of a dollar bill next to it or something so I know the size of it? Which one was that? There, cause there uh, were Buddha. Not, the Buddha. The, oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. the elephant. The elephant, and there was another... That was another one. And they were three. original pieces. Yeah. There were a couple <laughs> things that came... Okay, so... Being neighbors. Being neighbors and, and me not taking donations. And I knew that you were a donation center. People often came to me and said, hey, a lot of times they thought that I was Angel View, which was next door. And they said, we know that you're a thrift store, so do you take donations? I said, uh, and, and to be honest, currently the way I run donations now is if, if you want to donate something to find your thrift and vinyl, 
I'll take a look at it. If it's something that I think I can sell, then I'll sell it. And any profits or proceeds that come from it go to TNR, which is my thrift store. Because realistically, anything that comes in as a donation is it's not necessarily irrelevant. I appreciate it and I want to give back to the community. Um, so I don't. It doesn't help my business where I don't need. I, I could take the profit on it if I wanted to, but I'd much rather give it back to TNR, who's a very small charity, uh, which is trapped new to release. They catch all the feral cats in the neighborhood, have them have them uh, spayed and neutered, and then release them back into their into their environment and have their ears tipped. Um, so the animal control will leave them alone. Because if animal control picks up a cat, is that where you found Frankie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was trapped and neutered. Yes, he's been trapped and neutered. Uh, we're we're gonna tip his ear. Not sure if I've been neutered. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. He, he probably hasn't been neutered. But so uh, anything that's donated to me, I give that sells. I give that profit to charity. Um, but prior to that, after I had dealt with the two people that came in and were just just completely left a bad taste in my mouth. I always said, hey, go two doors down to Wholesome Living. Um, they, they're a donation center, and they've been more than happy to have it. And there were a couple things in, that came through, because I, I got to a point where I'm like, nope, don't take anything. And then I'm watching them take stuff through the door, and I was like, oh, my God, what have I passed up? And mm. that was one of the things, as you said, there was a, yeah, it, was, it wasn't bronze. No. Um, might have uh, been. One of them might have been. One of them was. I believe one of them that was, was one of the. What was it? I can't think. I can't re- recall it. I might still have the picture on my phone. Well, you used to you used to text me like forty eight times an hour Doubt. while I was at auctions, and I was like, I, dude, I remember. I realized that you need friends, and we are BFFs. Wow! Like, come oh, on, guy. I am at auctions. You're so clingy. You're funny. Wow. Yeah, he's just <laughs> the first time I started. I don't, I don't care how many times you message me or try to get a hold of me. My phone's always open. That, I agree, but there's a difference between clingy relationship. There's, huh? there's a difference between business conversations. You'd be like, dude, I just took a poop. You want to see it? <laughs> oh yeah, because I, I message you that all, all the time. time. All oh the time. my gosh! <laughs> hey. I just had a taco for lunch. I'm like, cool. It's 110 never outside. Never been like that. Never oh, my gosh. <laughs> I remember you telling me one time that, you know, that Frankie would send you pictures and that his camera just sucked. Yeah, my, <laughs> my camera sucked. Uh, so your camera was horrible. It looked like you were taking pictures of stuff underwater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I, I can't even tell what that is. It's abstract it's like, photos. Like, you need to take your Fisher Price phone over to Sesame <laughs> Street and upgrade. But to... after that, I definitely I got a new phone, started texting pictures. It was better, but <laughs> he, would quit still, he would still complain about uh, it. Yeah, you know, after he quit had, finders. I had the phone. Yeah. I had the phone Is that what before. I told you? Ask for a raise so you could get a new phone? <laughs> I told him about it. I tried to give him, I had phones, like I had iPhones and stuff coming through the shop. I'm like, here, take this, please. Please take this. It's a, I'm not a generous person. I just want you to have it so that when you send me pictures and stuff, I know what the hell you're talking about. I know about. what it is. Yeah, that's true. I, I remember that they came in, well, they, first they went with Frankie. Yeah. And they had a, a, a brass elephant. Yeah, it was a brass elephant. And it was a collie. A brass collie, mm-hmm. and it was um, a black Buddha, yeah, and it was a ceramic or a porcelain. No, it wasn't ceramic. It was ceramic. 
I think was it was a ceramic Buddha. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, it was it was a big piece. It was like it was like clay or Every ceramic. Everyone was or something beautiful, like that. and I was like so and, so pissed off. And I remember <laughs> that they try to even sell it to you, right? Yeah, but at a very, yeah, I mean, just that ridiculous. Was I think price. that was the problem. Was just like, she want to buy this stuff, and I was like, no, I don't really. She would have took like 20, 40 bucks for it. She would have took like twenty bucks for it, probably. Yeah, yeah. and it was just really nice stuff. And to be honest, I wanted to buy it, but but I he went, said no. I went with his word. You know, because yeah. that's what a good employee does. Yeah, right. Whether the phone's yeah, shitty. Yeah, you know that I've trusted you long enough that you could have gotten away with mm, I don't know. No, I, no. I remember that day. The only problem I remember that day you got your, 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 got your chewed socket out. chewed out because, out because of Don. Because of Donald. Was well, that Donald Duck? No, no, no that's no, not Donald Duck. That's not Daffy. Uh, no, Don is Don is Don. We don't Don talk is about Don. Don. Ah, okay, a whole yeah, lot yeah. here, but Don is Don uh, is Don is amazing, and he yeah. has he he deserves he a segment. Owned, he has he, owned you. He he deserves a segment by himself. He has yeah. not owned me because the some stuff that he I bought me. from him, I've sell I've sold, <laughs> and you thought I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But, but there are many times that he has brought you stuff that he has brought yeah. me that I said absolutely not. I'm not buying that. Don't bring that back to my shop. I don't ever want to see it again. And then I walk into my shop two days later, and, and there it is behind the counter. And, I was like, damn it, Frankie. And whose fault is that? That's well, anyways, I remember. You gave me a heads up. Yeah. So uh, I remember she walked into your store, and she offered, she, she wanted to sell the stuff. And yeah. you said no, because Matt didn't want it. And so Frankie tells me, hey, are you, there's a donation here. And, and so I even walked back out, and I, I questioned you. I was like, are you sure yeah. that Matt doesn't want this? He did. And he was like, yeah, he doesn't want this. And I was, I was like, like, I don't understand it. This is usually uh, a finale. I remember you telling me, <laughs> I don't understand. Sometimes he tells me to take stuff, and then he tells me not to take stuff, and I just don't, I can't I, read him anymore. I Some just, of it, it's, it, at that point, it was also pretty early in Finder's uh, tenure there that I, I, I had had a lot of stuff in that shop, and it's tough to gauge. And I remember that uh, conversation quite vividly. I had just bought quite a bit. I was at auction, and I had more stuff, and I already knew that I had Buddhist stuff in the shop. And I saw the pictures, and, and again, on a fuzzy like phone underwater, you're like, I don't know what this <laughs> is. It was on my know. new phone. Was it? Yeah. Even, anyway, you saw that. I was just like, I've already seen this stuff, or I've so, seen it a lot, and it's just Most like, of the time, so, you get a message, you just look real quick, and you're like, ah, I'm not going to deal with it. Yeah, because I'm busy. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes that's absolutely true. It's like, I, I don't have time to deal with this, and so just say no. He's taking care of Chelsea. <laughs> no, that was an auction, that was an auction day, and I and I was so, I was dealing with something. I, I remember it because I was like, I don't have time for this right now. And so the lady walks in and she's like, "Do you buy stuff?" And I was like, "No, we don't buy anything. We we take donations. We're donations only. We don't buy anything." And she was like, "Well, I took this next door, and they didn't want it, and I don't want to take it back home with me because I really need. I'm downsizing." And then she goes on and she tells me the story. And she says, my husband and I traveled through Thailand, through, we went, we visited Tibet, and we bought these things out there. Wow. So they were like the real, the real deal. And so they were like, so since you don't buy them, can you take them as a donation and just give me a receipt? And I was like, sure. 
That's funny because the, the, those receipts mean really absolutely nothing to anybody. Yeah, but, that's true. Uh, I remember the the one that there there were two, and the only one I care to bring up. The other one was uh, the um, guy came in and asked if I wanted his DVD collection. I was like, no, and and they ended up being Pokemon and. Naruto and all those and and Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z like every yeah. Dragon Ball Z video possible and I saw him take him over to your shop I was like damn it but at the same time I was like you know what again at this point I'm not taking donations so if you want to if you take him over there great I'm glad that I'm helping a, a worthy cause the only one that stung a little bit was the woman that came in with the uh, sculpture that had the pins <laughs> in it <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's like yeah. It, had the, it had the iron stakes in it. Yeah, and you're like, did you see that? Cause she came into my shop. She's like, hey, do you take donations? And I'm like, and, and at that point, you, you had already been there long enough. I was like, no, I don't take donations, but the shop two doors down does, and they're more than happy to take it. It's a great donation. I already had my spiel, and I already had it. Mm, yeah, uh, already had I already your had pitch. it. Yeah, it was already fired up and ready to roll. And then I saw her bringing stuff in, and then you called me over, and I was like. Oh, God, I can't believe I passed on that because it was a sculpture that was worth like it, two grand or something. No, no, it was a sculpture. It was a small sculpture, very small. But it was weird. It was uh, funky. It was very abstract, very modern. And, and she walked in and she was like, oh, this thing is so ugly. Somebody gave it to my mom and I don't know what to do with it. It doesn't go with the decor of the house. Maybe. And then she turns around because I do art. You know, I do assemblage. And she turns around and she looks at some of the pieces that I was working on and some of the pieces that I have on display. And she was like, oh, so you do art. Maybe you could paint this again. <laughs> and maybe you could do something with it because it's just so ugly. It basically looked like uh, Excalibur's rock. But instead of a sword in it, it had six or seven... It had... Metal spikes. There was metal spikes and a glass sphere. It wasn't even a sphere. It no, was like it a glass blob. Blob, and it was painted in different colors in the spiral. It was actually beautiful. It, it was, was a beautiful piece. It was beautiful. And it had the signature of the artist. You could tell when I saw it. I was like, "Shit, that that yeah. artist is really good at what they did, and it has good colors." So uh, it was. It, it was it was pretty impressive. So I was not super happy about losing that. One of the best things that I have ever come across in a storage unit, at this point, there are probably many, but the ones that stick out, the best one that sticks out is the Bourbon Collection. Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, so that was a unit, and it actually sold pretty cheap. So it was out here in the desert, and it had the reason it was cheap was it had a piano in the unit. And at that point, I was one of the few people in the Valley that had a box truck um, that could deal with it. Um, so if anybody else wanted the unit, they had to go rent a box truck and figure out how to load a piano. But I had a, I have, I have a winch on my box truck, so I can just load a piano, and it just goes right up the, right up the ramp. So it didn't, it, I, the piano didn't diff didn't dissuade and dissuade me to, to buy it. Um, and I could see a couple things in it. At that point, I was a I was a bartender and a bar manager, and I could see some bottle tops, so I was like, eh, let's see it. I, I, there was a big punch bowl that I thought was actually sterling silver. Um, bought it. I think I bought that unit for like 40 or 50 bucks. 
there wasn't much in it other than a vintage bourbon and whiskey uh, and scotch collection. That scotch collection was phenomenal, even as a bar manager. So as a bar manager, I have a lot of liquor reps that come in and bring me liquors to try to try to, to sell to me, so I'll put them on my shelves. And at that point, Pappy Van Winkles was, and Pappy Van Winkles is still a very popular and very well-known liquor. Um, I, in that collection, I had a bottle of what would be Pappy Van Winkle's grandfather's mm. bottle, which was the original recipe for what is now Pappy Van Winkle's. I also, and all of these bottles were completely sealed. I had bottles of Seagram's VO. I had bottles wow. of Eagle Rare, if you know, and they're still sealed from the 70s. I love Eagle um, Rare. It, it was, it, I still have many of those bottles. There goes Mr. Mumbles. I love Eagle I love Eagle Rare. <laughs> 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 Did you mumble something? <laughs> it, it adds character. Yeah, sure. It does. <laughs> so the interesting thing about that is, is um, there are two schools of thought on bourbons and whiskeys. Is because uh, most uh, several of the bottles had been evaporated. Um, they they were still sealed, but they had evaporated down to about fifty percent of the bottle. Mm. So the two schools are number one is once it's evaporated out, you lose the flavor of it. It's not as good as it was. And you lose the alcohol content. The other one was it, it actually evaporates just the water out of it, so it actually enhances the flavor of the bourbon. Um, so I didn't know at that point, because how often do you come across a, a bottle of, of rare bourbon. bourbon or whiskey? So we had cracked one that had actually evaporated down to about 80% was gone. So there's maybe 20% in the bottle. And it wow. was, I did the research on it, and it was. Um, Considered at the time, which would have been the 50s or 60s, uh, would have been considered a rot gut bourbon. Uh, and I sat here with my fiance and one of my best friends, other other friends, and we tried this bourbon. You were actually, uh, Frankie would have been in Big Sur at this point. Uh, so he wasn't around. Yeah, because he would have called me. I totally, absolutely, totally would have called mm-hmm. me for that. Uh, and we cracked this bottle, and it was hands down the best bourbon I have ever... I'm not a bourbon guy. I'm a scotch guy. And it was hands down the best bourbon I've ever tried in my entire life. Like, it was just smooth. Mm. It was silk. Uh, and it was, like I said, rot gut for what would have been the 60s. And we cracked a couple other bottles. I had Seagram's VO, and we tried Seagram's VO from 1972 versus a Seagram's VO currently. And there's, there's no comparison. The Seagram's VO from 72 is probably also considered, to me, one of the best bourbons out there, at least now. It blew away almost every bourbon that is currently produced. Mm. And I had, I had VO from 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, You still 74. have VO. Yeah. <laughs> you, you seriously VO. thought I was serious. VO. He seriously thought <laughs> you were serious. Yeah. You have VO today for cleaning up those units. So that was probably one of the best finds I've had. And I still have, like I said, I still have some of those bourbons and I pull one of those bottles. The problem with those bottles is once you open them, you only have a few days before they start to oxidize out and, and, then, you, and then you mm. lose it. So you have to drink a bottle in three or four days. And oh. even, even if you clean it, even if you like uh, vacuum seal it, it, it still will, will crap out on you after four or five days. Nice. So it's got to be, you, you have to have friends over to, to finish it off. Plus, I'm also like, do I want to open a $1,000 bottle of bourbon 
You're all my shitty friends that say I have B O. Forty-four years old. No, I said forty-five. Were you forty-five at the uh, time? Forty. No, because I'm talking about at the time. Well, this would have been uh, several years ago. Cat oh, bite. Cat Forties. Here we go. Yeah. Early forties. Just saying. So, all right. Frankie, what's moment. the best thing you oh, ever found in the storage unit? What? Frankie is the has best stories. thing I ever. Seen? You know what? I don't think I have a story. You what? got mattresses. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about that. One. Really cool mattress. I ended up selling it for about seven hundred dollars. You know. It was cool. It was good. I slept on it a few times. It was nice and comfortable. <laughs> what were those stains? Those stains. Well taken care of. Those uh, mattresses okay. with that unit today were pretty gnarly. Yeah, they were, they were really? bad. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like there is something else that I got that I seen that was pretty good, but nothing comes to mind right now. All right, well, that's the that's, end of another episode. Thank you so much to uh, Jose Ramirez and, uh, of course, Francisco. And Francisco. have a lovely have a, <laughs> lovely have a lovely evening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Please, if you enjoy the podcast, cruise on over to iTunes and give us a review and five stars. It helps us move up on the ranks. Also, check out Jose's Instagram pages at art925lq, as in La Quinta, and Junk Art Coffee. We are always, as always, finders underscore thrift, finders underscore vinyl, and we are on uh, the web, finderthrift.com. Thanks again. Later. Later.